Kuma and talk about various topics from relationship, friendships, to colorism, and toxic aunties. We're your hosts. I'm Olena. And I'm Sushmita. In this episode, we wanted to talk about something very near and dear to us, which is the first-generation guilt and trauma that many of us experience as children of immigrants. Um, to preface this episode, we wanted to state that this may not be a universal experience, and it is definitely not meant to undermine anyone's trauma. This is simply a discussion about how we felt growing up and something we thought that others could understand as well. So on that note, let's get started. Um, growing up, I don't think we understood the extent of the sacrifices our parents made for us. Because like, it's true, all parents make sacrifices. And I agree with that statement. But like, immigrant parents make sacrifices to a whole nother level. No, yeah. And I, I don't think we like learn how to be grateful for it, especially as a kid. Like I just thought like I looked at my parents. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, they have to work for me. They have to do this. And I never realized that like how hard it must have been for them to like pick up everything, leave their like home country to come here for a better future for us. You know, like that was something that just like went out of my mind until like only recently. And when I realized that like my parents do work super hard and sometimes, you know, it's hard to be grateful for them. No, leaving your whole life back home because I mean if you think about it for generations their families their family families like their entire life is back home their culture is back home they're like the environment they grew up all their memories like everything is back home and then all of a sudden they're just like leaving it all coming to a country that they don't really know the rules of if you came like I don't know when my parents came they didn't really know like a lot about the U.S. um coming without not having a full like maybe not as fluent English speakers um with maybe not as much financial security being their parents dream you know sending their children to America and then their dream for their children to be brought up in America like that is a whole nother level of pressure and that is a whole nother level of sacrifice that I don't think we'll ever be able to repay no. And then it's like, they want to experience, you know, what's called the American dream. Like all, like, even if I go back to India, like everybody's there like, oh, oh my God, you're from America. You're from America. And it honestly hurts me when I look at my parents and I'm like, cause they have so many, like they have their aunts, uncles, parents who live in India, you know, and they like grew apart from these friends that they knew when they were children because they moved here. And like, think about thinking about how, like, you know, like it's hard for me when I move schools. Imagine how hard it was for them to move countries, move no. countries <clears throat> to a place where they like didn't even have like any family, any friends, like literally from scratch. And first of all, like it wasn't easy because I bet like people here would be like, oh, they're different. They're unique, you know, and they'll be like treated differently. Yeah. Like the Indian accent isn't is a joke for some reason, you know? No, but that's a like. And also, like, the trauma they experience, even after being here, like, I noticed how different my parents are. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they've changed a lot over the years in the U.S., but, like, just the fact that, like, they've had to adapt so much is insane to me. And, like, my mom used to talk about how um, she's, she was a nurse, um, like, a bedside nurse. So she used to talk about this straight-up, like, racism that she experienced because, like, people just expect her to work more because she was just, like, Indian. Like, she, they just, like, treat her differently. Like, it was fucking insane. So, like, the amount of hours she had to put in all that shit and like my dad too like um he worked as like a chef and then he like owns his own restaurant and stuff but like even to this day he refuses like not refuses but he 
would rather not go talk to someone he doesn't really know because he's like worried how his like accent will be projected and like how they'll view him and that's like not like a single experience that's like a lot of people experience it my dad doesn't like care about it as much anymore and also because like I swear to god I'll start a fight if someone is like oh well I don't really understand what you say but like it is true like a lot of parents don't feel like they can be included in a lot of like white experiences so on and so forth because they feel they're worried about how they will like project their like culture and then that too like you know like worrying about like oh is this like is this uh, is my house smelly or something if like oh my god yeah. come or like or like when you're going to school you know they'll be like oh do my do my clothes smell like curry or something like the fact that like we have to think about like that the imagine what they had to go through like when they just got here to make them think like, oh, I need to start pleasing these white people. It's their country. It's not my country. And like feeling like outsiders, feeling like foreigners. And like that must have been so hard, especially after like they were told like America is the dream. America is what you want. You have to come here. You're going to be happier here. Even when like, for example, my parents, like uh, when my dad came here, he was like, 17 or something he came here right yeah and he like my grandma sent him here to live with his uncle who is here right and back then like coming to America was especially hard like they only allowed like like very little people here and um this was like a long time ago but like my dad came here he left his siblings at 17 his friends his whole life his parents to stay at his uncle just because you know, he was 17, so he was able to live with his uncle and got that, like, immigration for free. And, like, he used to tell me, like, how hard it was for him. Like, he had he hated being here. He didn't want to be here. But, like, he knew, like, he stayed here because he knew, like, oh, it's for the better life. It's for my parents. I need to work hard. Yeah. But I, like, totally understand. Like, like I said before, when my mom came here, she was maybe, she was just married. Like, not even a year into her marriage. But, like, she had me, and she had to leave me. Like, I was, like, maybe not even one year old. So she basically had to leave her newborn baby and her husband and her family and everything else to come here alone. That is insane. But I also understand what you're talking about. Like, we still feel like foreigners in this country. I think it took my parents decades to call this place home rather than calling India home. Like, you know what I mean? For the longest time, it was like, no, 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 we're in the U.S., yes, we're settled in the U.S., but we're going back home, like, yeah. their home was always going to be where their family is, and for them, that was really India for such a long time. I think in the world we live right now, like, they'll never honestly feel like America is their home, or, like, that they're, like, fully, fully accepted here as much, like, obviously more now than, like, back then, but, like, still, I think, like, you know, my parents get conscious of their accent. And like, honestly, as a kid, like I was so inconsiderate of it. Like I used to like, you know, when they say pizza instead of pizza, you know, and I used to like be like, oh, ha ha, you said pizza. And like, if you think about it, like how much does that hurt? Like, you know, like it's, it's not really something they can control. And I can't like, that's how ignorant I was when I was a child to it. And like, now I realize like, like, well, why is the Indian accent something to be ashamed about in America? And like the fact that they they probably felt like, first of all, like they probably felt their skin color, they looked different, they ate things that were different, they talked different. And 
being that different in a country where there weren't many people like them, like imagine how that felt when the majority was, you know, white and they were like the minority. Like, I can't imagine. That's insane. But like, I think the biggest things as this is like our parents' experience, which is completely different or like related, but completely different. But I think the biggest like thing that we go through as children of immigrants is like, because our parents had made such like sacrifices for us and they like started their entire new life like in a new country for us I think we grew up like really conflicted I think or like I don't know if it's me but like I feel like a lot of other people related to it but like there was this specific I think experience that comes with like being born of Indian parents like it just I don't know. It's so unique. Like, I swear I've bonded with people over that specific experience. Because it's like, stop. We're both traumatized in that way. Like, let's be friends. Actually, but like, yeah. And like, because, you can like, it. Exactly. Right. Like, um, for one, there is that generational gap between our parents. But there's also that cu- cultural barrier. Because, um, well, it is true. We're both from, like, different generations. But that's, like, an everything parent dynamic. When you have that cultural barrier that like they were Indian, they were raised in Indian culture, which is completely different and beautiful and all that great stuff. But it is different. Like the systemic problems rooted in Indian culture is different than white culture. And then for us, we are raised in white culture, but also Indian culture. Like everywhere around us, it's like white, but we're also Indian. Like, I don't know, for me, it was like church. I went to an Indian church. Um, I danced classical and Indian dance. So like I was still very, very, very heavily surrounded by Indian culture with family friends. For a lot of other people, it's like the temple and like basic other places. So like there is that specific um, conflict that you feel when you're like, I'm surrounded by Indian culture and I'm surrounded by white culture. And I'm like, not Indian enough, but I'm not white enough. I'm just like somewhere in that gray area. Especially in when you're a kid I'm saying I'm telling you like white validation is is a thing like when you're like young you know and like I used to hide my food or things like that you know I used to hide it yeah and like it was because this one kid in elementary school like told me that like oh what like he looked at my food and he was like oh what are you eating right and like from then I was like embarrassed of it and I was like I need to bring like sandwiches to school or something like that (laughs) you know and like there was that gap because like my mom would always be like, oh, like, you know, I, I made curry, you know, eat this or my grandma would make something. But I'd be like, no, 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 I'm going to buy lunch or no, 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 I'm going to buy this. And it's like it, it was like I was disappointing her, you know, because I was not being the Indian child that, you know, the really Indian child that she wanted. And at school, I didn't want to be embarrassed because I felt like people would look at my food and be disgusted by it. And that was like as when I was in the kindergarten, first grade and second grade. And like the fact that like there was that and like, I know you're talking like, like how for you at church, for me, it's like the temple. I used to love going to temple wearing Indian clothes and things, but I would never like talk about it at school or talk about my culture at school. And like, it was like, I had two different worlds, like two different like lives, you know, at home, I'm Indian and at school, like I tried my best not to be, you know, like when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, but like ironically, because you're talking about the food thing, and I know a lot of like Indian children have like related to that. It's just like personally for me, I find it ironic because like food was what actually made me more connected to my culture and to my parents. 
because um that was like the one thing I wasn't like really ashamed of because I was like I love my food like you know what I mean like damn like I got some really good like biryani and rice and like all this great stuff and I don't really want a crusty peanut butter and sandwich no offense but like um and also because like I think I was I was really surrounded by it because like my dad was a chef like that like he just made his food like I was surrounded by from when I was a child and then my mom's like cooking too right so for me food wasn't what right really like made me feel like I guess alienated from everyone else for me it was like clothing and just like it was like almost like the nuances if that makes sense like for example my parents for a really long time they were more conservative in their idea of like clothing you know what I mean like you had to dress a certain way because like oh what will the aunties think like or like you know you have to be like modest to things and that caused a lot of problems with me because like I'm not even joking we fight about it so much like it just caused so many problems because like in the U.S. we have a very different way of looking at clothing not to say that U.S. is not having its own problems with dress codes but like as a whole like U.S. like things like oh like wearing shorts wearing tank tops like that stuff is okay like that's such a nuancing than not many people think about but like having that conflict like I was like why can't I do it like everyone else is doing it but it's like oh no no everyone else can do it but you can't and it's like why because they're white like why is that something that has to I have to deal with so like that type of nuance and like I don't know things like it's like the stupid things like you know your family coming to like your PTA fundraisers or like mm-hmm. you know like parent-teacher conferences or like like volunteering for things like like it was such small things that made such a big difference like I don't know like no oh my god you know like kindergarten projects and stuff like my parents didn't know what to do because they never had to deal with that like if they were supposed to try to teach me like freaking calculus I'm sure they would have done a great job at it but you know try to make some kind of weird peacock from like feathers because it's a kindergarten art project like they didn't know what to do like yeah like it was honestly like for me like talking about the dressing thing my parents have this rule where if I'm with like Indian family friends or like if I'm with my aunts and uncles, I cannot wear what I like. I can't wear tight clothes or I can't wear like, you know, it's like and it's so weird. And it's just because like I've done like I've worn a dress um, once at like um, a family friends function and like the aunties there, like they do look at you differently, you know, and they do do that. And it's so weird how generationally that like changes. It's like they want, they want like to be a perfect conservative, like dressing all covered up, like Indian child. And, you know, they want that story like, oh, all she does is study. She reads books. She prays every single day. You know, she loves her culture. And then meanwhile, like there's me who's conflicted and I'm like, oh, you know, but I want to go out with my friends. I want to not study all day. I want to wear what I want to wear. And it's like, like you said, that always causes arguments and like the PTA and volunteering thing. Like as a kid, like I always saw like my like classmates, parents, like coming to like, like if they had Valentine's like dinner or something like that, like at school, like all my like friends, parents would bring in food or something. Right. And then like, but my parents, like if they brought something like it would most probably be Indian. So I'd never ask them to, because like, I don't know like for me like the food thing because of that one kid like was like trauma like obviously now I love food but like there was like that like gap for me and I would always felt like oh I wish like why can't my parents be like this or why can't my parents be like that you know yeah I don't think that's like uh, like one person experience I think a lot of people have dealt with that so yeah I totally understand what you're talking about um 
but even as we grow up, like, I know a lot of, like, kids who feel the need to keep so many secrets from their parents. Um, and, like, it's just insane. Like, like it'll be, like, things, like, from their sexuality, like, their just, just, like, sexual orientation to, like, if they're in a relationship with someone. And I think the second one is actually really dangerous to a certain extent because, like, if your parents don't know who you're dating, it can lead to a lot of problems. But it is true. Like, I understand why they do it. Like, I get it, right? Like, each, like, person has their own experience with their parent. I get it. But, like, just the fact that a lot, like, it's not like, oh, my God, there's, like, so many kids that do that. Like, it's insane. Like, everyone else will know who they're in a relationship with except their parents. No, like, actually. And, like, the parents, like, I just saying like the parents find out like usually eventually somehow I mean maybe not always but like in my experiences like after a year or two they found out you know and like the way the parents react to it is like not like the more than like they're mad at their kid it's like they're afraid for their kid or like or they're like worried about like how others will look at their kid or like how others will be like oh you know, you're such a bad kid. And I feel like that comes from their own culture from when they were in India because, you know, relationships were not really a thing. Arranged marriages were a thing. You know, girls wouldn't talk to guys. There'd be all girls schools and there were things like that. And the fact that like here, like the kids are hiding the relationship, like they know, like we, if I was in a relationship, I probably wouldn't tell my parents, but I would, the reason I wouldn't tell my parents is because like, I'm scared of how they would react because I know how they would react. And like, so far, like, I haven't been in a relationship because I, like, I just don't want that problems, but that's another story. Um, but yeah, like the way that like they take things is so much more different. Like, I know that's not something that they would accept. Like, I know it's not. And like, it, it just causes more arguments, more problems, more like divide. Like, I'm like, oh yeah. Like, I'm just talking to a person. I, why can't I be friends with guys? You know, things like that. No, yeah. That like the difference in the technique that we see with like white parents versus like Indian parents it causes some conflict like there is a reason why your kids hide things from you there is a reason why they choose to purposely keep secrets and choose to keep certain parts of their lives hidden from you and like there's a reason why they don't trust you as much as they maybe trust their friends and as much as like I bet that parents didn't have the intention of creating that relationship with their child that is the state of their relationship at that point you know no yeah but like also i think um one reason that a lot of indian like like kids feel like they can keep these secrets and be fine is because a lot of us feel that we grew up too fast like you know we're kind of like oh parenting ourselves in a way like not to say that we aren't like we don't have parents or anything we have very very involved parents (laughs) but um in a way, a lot of us did grow up like kind of fast and take care of maybe our siblings and just learn how to do things on our own, like projects, homework assignments, how to deal with like friendship stuff. Like my parents were there for me when it came to like grades, academic stuff, like financial stuff, like anything like that, like a parent should be there. Yeah. But like in the sense, like if I needed friendship advice or maybe like guidance or like anything that's like a nuanced topic, that's not something serious, I would have probably never gone to them. No emotionally it's so different from immigrant parents than like western parents or white parents because like 
it's not normalized. Like for them, like, you know, if I'm, I go up there, I'm like, I'm really sad. I need someone to talk to like, this is happening in my life. They're, they're not going to understand. Like, honestly, like I've tried talking to them before and like, it just, it doesn't go how I want it to go. Like, cause they don't know what to say. They've never done anything like that before. And that just causes so much like strain. And then I resent that. I'm like, why don't you understand me? Like, and like the fact that they don't understand me, I, it just, it was like, it was so hard for me to accept it. I'm like, why don't you understand me? But like, there is that like cultural difference. You know, they didn't grow up here. They grew up in India. We are like first generation. And we do like, we, we think a certain way because we honestly, we're surrounded more by the people at our school. We see more of that on TV, on everything. So we expect like our parents to be there, like talk about boyfriends, friendships, and be there like very intensely emotionally. Like if I'm feeling depressed or if I'm going through some like mental health issues, like that's not something I can tell my immigrant parents because they, they won't, they won't react in the same way. You know, they, they like mental health, like not, maybe not for everyone, but like a lot of families, I think is not really a thing for immigrant families. Like it's more just like work hard, like, or, and get that thing, get that dream, go, go to a good college and more than like, you know, take care of how you're mentally feeling your feelings. I literally know friends of mine um, who literally came to me in tears, like crying or like really, really stressed talking about things like how depressed they are, how anxious they are. And I'll be like, I have to suggest this. I'll be like, maybe talk to your parents. I'm like, no, I've already tried. All they care about is that they'll be like, oh, just pray it away. Or like, oh, you just need to like focus on school more. Like, oh, like, aren't you happy enough? Like, we could give you all this stuff. Like, I don't know. I think it's because that conversation, they didn't really have it when they were growing up. And it's just like something they don't talk about. But like, like these people are literally struggling, but they can't tell their parents. And that creates such a fault in their relationship because they're like, I couldn't come to you about this. You weren't there for me here. Why would you be there when I needed you for something else? You know? So they're like, maybe I'll just deal with that one on my own because clearly I have to deal with the other one on my own too. And it's so frustrating, like when like you like burst and you're trying to talk to your parents, it's like you're not getting what you want. Like for me personally, like whenever I argue with my mom or something, it's like it's so frustrating. I'm like, why aren't like all I'm saying is I need you to be there for me emotionally. And she's like, no, like I put a roof over your head. I get like I'm grateful for all those things. But like and then like afterwards, I'm like, yeah, like I guess there is there are there for me, you know, in that sense, like financially. They do give me food and they do care about me, but like they're not there for me emotionally. And that's like why, like what you're saying, like immigrant children, like they're forced to grow up at such an early age. Like I like know how to take care of myself and deal with my own problems mentally so well. And like, honestly, that like also might be like why it's like harder for me to like tell people things or like problems and be like, yo, this is going on because I don't feel as comfortable because I'm like, I can just deal with it on my own. I've been dealing with it on my own for like my whole life, you know? But at the same time, I think because we grew up too fast and we just deal with things like that, sometimes we don't deal with them in the healthiest ways. And like, we don't realize it because we're like, who are we supposed to turn to? Like, who are we supposed to ask to teach us a healthy coping mechanism? You know what I mean? Because sure as hell, therapy is not an option. For a lot of families, like actually, my family is pretty okay with the idea of therapy and stuff. Like, they're fine with it. But I know a lot of like immigrant families that are just like so opposed to therapy. They're like, "No, you're not crazy. Why do you need to go see a therapist?" And it's like, no, they get so offended. Like, they get so offended. It's like, yeah. it's like 
the thing is like they don't understand it because in India like when they were growing up it's like it's so unnormalized it's so like crazy and foreign to them like that idea and like for us it's like you know we need it we need it's something we need and we just don't get it like emotionally and like it's like we have to compensate ourselves for it and like I hate that there's that like emotional divide between us and our parents that we can't like connect at that level like I can't tell them everything about my life and I hate that because like like after I grow up you know like I will never have like I obviously I will love them forever like there I won't be able to tell them like oh I'm, I'm going through some stuff I was crying all night in my room you know just because like I know like I just know that even if I travel I'm just gonna get more frustrated with what they say they're just gonna be like oh just be happy okay like okay you know yeah I like I understand what you're talking about yeah it's 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 really difficult to build a relationship with your parents when you have so much barriers and I think you have so much like childhood issues to talk about you know because to an extent I think all of our childhoods were similar in that way and because of it like we have stuff to work through but we're like in, in a way, I think it creates some either like unresolved conflict or it creates some kind of resentment because you're just like, you weren't there for me as like, like in my childhood in the way I wanted you to. So like, I don't really know why I'm bothering with the relationship now. But like, as we grow up, I think we understand why they couldn't be there for us. And we understand like, you know, maybe they, like they were working. They were like trying to make sure we actually had a roof over our head. They had stuff to do. And we also understand like the cultural differences. But that doesn't make creating a relationship any easier because that comes with like trust and honesty and time. And without the first two, you like time does not really help. No, actually. And like, like you were saying, like, it's so hard to build a relationship with like our parents. Like I've tried and I've tried and I've tried and like, yeah, I have a relationship, but it's like, it's not as deep as I want it. Like I, I want them, I want to be the, I want them to be the people I can tell anything to, you know, and everything to, but I can't. And then like, and that's where you learn to hide things. And I think that's why a lot of immigrant, like children, they go, they go through so much like generational trauma, you know, cause they're so different from like their parents' generation and times just different. And I'm not saying like, it's only for immigrants. I think like generational trauma is for everyone. But specifically for immigrant children, feeling like you can't tell them things and then growing up mentally, like with trust issues, you know, or like with like your own problems. And it's honestly just like, it's so crazy that we have to like go through that. Like, cause we feel like we don't have our parents to talk to about certain things. Yeah. And I don't know. I think the only way you can build a relationship is like, through uncom- like uncomfortable conversations. Um, but not a lot of us are ready to have those yet. Because we want to make sure that, because like for a lot of them, like for a lot of us, we're still like living with our parents, you know, we still see them like every day. And there is like, like there's that feeling of like, if I have this conversation right now, I don't know the consequences of it. So a lot of us aren't ready to have that conversation until we've established a certain level of independence like oh I don't live with you I'm like financially on my own like then maybe I can tell you about like the things that I went through you know and like honestly like just yesterday I was having an argument with my mom and like I was trying to open up and I was trying to like talk you know 
And it was just so frustrating for me because like every time I said something, it would be like, like she fires back with saying, well, I had to go through so much more and I get it. Like, I get it. Like you did have to go through stuff and like, you know, and then there's that like guilt I feel because like, like I, like, I'm like, I'm trying to tell you something, but then you're like, I had to go through all of this stuff. I left my whole family for you. I left everything behind for you. And you're, you're mad at me. You're upset with me for not being there for you emotionally. Like I'm doing everything I can. And then I feel guilty and I don't get what I want emotionally, but I still, I mean, I still do feel that, feel that guilt because like our parents, they do make sacrifices for us, you know, like they honestly, like they sacrificed their whole life for us. If you think about it. They move from a country to a country, completely different cultures for, for us. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, but also at the same time, no one wants their trauma invalidated. No one wants their emotions invalidated. So that's like not a fair conversation to have. But I do understand what you mean. Like, it's really, really frustrating at that time. But like, yeah, the guilt is definitely there. Like a lot of us, I think, also feel that like we won't be able to repay them for the sacrifices that like they made for us because I don't think I can ever move a whole like move to a completely different country and start completely over in the way that they did for me and go through as many hardships just because like so much has changed in this day and age that I know for a fact like like if I were to go to like let's say like you know like 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 it wouldn't be the same kind of trauma that like my parents experienced it wouldn't be the same experience that my parents had to go through I would be like I can still speak English. I can still, like, I wouldn't maybe fit into the culture, but I wouldn't feel as alienated as they did when they came to the U.S., like, in, like, the 90s or, like, early 2000s, whatever, you know what I mean? And um, that creates, like, this kind of barrier that we're, like, we feel guilty that we can't ever repay them for their sacrifices, but their sacrifices also caused us to have some kind of trauma. No, like actually, and then like also like the feeling like what you said like needing to repay them, like I feel like we do that through trying to do super well in school. Like at least for me, <laughs> yeah. Like currently, like I'm like my parents did so much for me. They're paying for my classes. They're giving me all the opportunities I can. Paying for my SAT prep, paying for my SAT books, paying for school and everything. And I'm like, I owe it to them to get into a good college. I owe it to them to make it, them proud. I owe it to them to show that what they worked for, what sacrifice that they made was worth it because I was able to achieve what they wanted me to achieve, or I was able to achieve what they in a way couldn't achieve. And they worked so hard for, to make it so that we had it easier than they did. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, yeah, we all try to like repay them in a different way, I guess, but for a lot of us, it is through like that academic validation. Um, and like I saw this analogy once, like, I don't know if it was an analogy or a TikTok, it low key could have been a TikTok because knowing me, I probably get half my shit from TikTok, but like I don't know, it resonated a lot with me because it was basically talking about how this daughter she's working in this like amazing like office, right? Like her office is huge like it's amazing she has like a city view like everything is beautiful and she like sends a picture of the family group chat and it's like a picture of the office like the building and like and she's like like look at my new office look at my view like this is where I work right and then like her father sends back a picture and it's just like him in a construction site and it's just like the picture of like the mud and all the dirt and all that stuff and I don't know like and like they, they like that hit hard for me because I'm like they work in such conditions 
and this is a very general statement. I'm not saying this is like every immigrant parents like experience or whatever. I'm just saying that our parents work in like such conditions, either like actually like physically in such conditions or financially burdens or emotional burdens or like other kind of shit so that we can have all those luxuries. Mm-hmm. So that we can experience all that shit. And she was she was an immigrant daughter and she was talking about how um, for a lot of us, our parents worked for us to have these luxuries but when we get to that place in life where we have those luxuries we feel guilty for using it because we're like our parents don't have that our parents didn't have that so why should we have it even though that's that's what they wanted they wanted us to be in a place where we can use it comfortably but that feeling that like maybe i'm leaving my parents behind you know I feel so bad about that. Like, I always think about that. Like, especially like, um, I see TikToks and I see people like making jokes on on brown TikTok or like, oh, are you the Seven Eleven? Like, like you know, do you do your parents work at a gas station or something? You know, and the fact that our parents had to work like, like some some parents. I'm not saying this is everyone had to work like minimum wage jobs and had to go through like that. That's like a whole nother set of hardships and like dealing with people looking down on you and being like, oh, you know, you're working this minimum wage job. And like the fact that they were able to persevere because they looked at us, they were being like, I need to do this. I need to work even longer hours so I can let my kids have the same things that, you know, their richer neighbors have or something like that, you know? And then like, when you finally get there, when you finally go to college and get that job and your parents are still like, you feel that need to like take them with you or like, make them succeed like you know fix their lives because it's like I feel guilty I feel guilty that you know they had to work that 7-eleven job and they're still there and I'm successful because of them but like what am I doing for them nothing you know like what am I doing and also like there is that feeling that I understand but also like our identities are so connected to like these experiences that I think it makes it really, really difficult for us to stay in that environment and continue those habits. Cause it's like, yeah, I want to take them with me, but like, if I don't grow out and like live on my own or like do my own things, then how will I ever learn about myself, you know, stand on my own, grow that independence. And I feel so bad though, because I know that's what my parents want for me. Like they want me to go out on my own. They want me to go to college. They want me to succeed, but I feel bad. Like, I'm like, I'm, I am leave, like what you said, like I'm leaving them behind. I need to, I need to go back and visit them often. I need to like call them often. I need to like give them like everything that they need. I need to help them retire. I need to like, I need to be there for them. Like in that way, like I need to make enough money to make the rest of their life as happy as it could be, you know? The retirement one, I totally understand that one. Like, damn, that hit hard. Like, a lot of kids feel that need to financially support their parents. And I think that's a really common tradition. Like, not so much in Western cultures, but, like, it is a really common tradition in, like, Indian cultures that, like, either the parents live in their child's home or, like, later on, like, they are, like, the retirement. Like, we are our parents' retirement plan. You know what I mean? That is such a common practice in Indian cultures. And I think even though we live in the U.S., that is still, like, a continued thing, you know? That, like, we are our parents' dream. We are our parents' hope. We are their retirement plan. Like, we are their future. I know. They put so much into us. Yeah, which is, like, it makes sense. Like, I understand. Which is, like, which I think is also a huge reason why, like, 
a lot like there's that like stereotype like oh all immigrant like parents want their kid to be like a doctor or lawyer or business like engineer or whatever and it's because yeah because they want to make sure that we never have to go through an experience because they look us like they look up to us as their hope like they want to make sure we have a good future no yeah and then like that like makes so much sense as to like why like when you look at immigrant children you know I'm not saying this is everybody, but you look at them and they're trying so hard in school. And that's why academic validation is the thing, because like, you know, their parents like want them to get those jobs that they couldn't get. They couldn't get because they were put behind in an opportunity and they worked so hard to give us that opportunity, stayed in America, despite all the hardships they wanted, like they had, I mean, and just so we could succeed. And like, when we do succeed, it's like, we need to succeed. Like we don't have a choice but to succeed because if we don't succeed, then what they did was for nothing. Or yeah. I'm ruining also, their life too. Also, even if it's like not a minimum wage job, like I think it's a joke, honestly. When a lot of people are like, "Oh, like you know the gas station joke or whatever," I think it's Loki's so ignorant because it's like, bro, half of the med field is Indians, half of the engineering field is any. Like, do you take any CEOs? Well- See, you take any well-paying position, there is going to be a huge minority that, like, majority that's of Indian, like engineering, law, business, and med. Like, what are you talking about? But it's just like because they have to work so hard to be in those positions, they expect that same thing from us. Mm-hmm. No, I completely get that. And like, and sorry, yeah, personally, like, like. For example, like when my dad came here when he was 17, right? So like, like, like my dad came with not a lot of money, but like he had his uncle and everything. And like when he, my dad went to college, he couldn't go to like, even if he got admission into a better college, he went to college here. Um, He would go to the one he could afford more, right? And he would be working while studying, working at fast food chains or at the school cafeteria while studying to like make that living, you know, send back to his family and also pay for his education. And at the same time, graduate like top, get summa cum laude. And, and like, it's so like the fact that they did that, like makes us feel like we have to do the same or more, you know? No. Yeah. My dad was like, he was um, going to college taking care of two daughters like completely because my mom worked all the time like and as a nurse so like they were both working all the time but my dad was like working to establish the stay-at-home dad running his business and going to college like that is insane and because of those experiences from a really really young age I noticed that like I noticed that like they can't always be around. And I think that did force me to grow up faster. And like, I don't know, I think, I don't think that's an alienated experience. I think a lot of children have gone through that. Like, especially children of immigrants have noticed that because I think as we grow older and as we realize the amount of um, shit our parents went through, we also, like, we learn, like we have a better understanding about our relationship dynamic, how they are, the way they are. But understanding it is only one part of um working through our trauma there's a whole other section where it's the actual working through our own like side of the experience you know and i think that takes a lot of work it doesn't happen really quickly 
And I think that's why that sense of guilt is why our relationship dynamic with our parents is so different from like a Western parental dynamic. No, like actually, and I feel like honestly, like if we think about what we have to deal with, you know, we expect some things from our parents and we're like, oh, you know, we, we want to feel grateful for them. We really want to, but being immigrant, like, you know, we can't always be like that. You know, we are, we're going to feel sad some days. We're going to feel like, oh, guilty some days. And there's going to be those days that we're like, why can't they be there for me emotionally? Or why do I have to like do all these things in school just for them? Or why do I have to please them? And like, honestly, it's just like, it's something that I, it sucks that we had to grow up faster. Like it sucks that we lost some time of our childhood, but like, you know, we did mature, we did realize things. And like, in a way, like we can look at it positively. And, you know, we don't necessarily have like an answer on how to deal with these conflicts because, you know, we are also figuring out as we go on, just like how we don't know how we're feeling tomorrow or today. And however, we think that these like unique experiences are what bond us, you know, as children of immigrants, because we are our parents' dreams and for better or for worse. And how you choose to deal with that is entirely up to you. And in the meantime, you know, we recommend being grateful for the opportunities and, you know, that's given by your parents' sacrifices and maybe, you know, trying to be more patient with them. Yeah. So if you guys came on this episode expecting some kind of answer on how to build your parents' relationship, I'm so sorry. We do not have those because we're learning it as we go as well. No. And yeah, that's all for this week's episode, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We hope you have a great week and we'll see you soon on Break the Cycle.